The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. where we're on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass. We're just three lifelong friends reliving the bad ideas, broken bones, and... <laughs> fuck, let me get that Belly again. I, broken bellies. B- yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> broken <We're> just, bellies. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. We'll do it live. This is it. I fucked up my intro, mm-hmm. guys. This is mm-hmm. this is real life. This is what happens. What yeah. I was supposed to say, dear listener, is we are just three lifelong fans reliving the belly laughs, bad ideas, and broken bones, but you can suck a dick if you're mad at me for messing that up. <laughs> Yeah, and this episode, we are doing season two, episode four. It took me a little while there. I got a little Uh, dyslexic uh, from time uh, to time. One, two, three, (laughs) Three, four four. episodes, four episodes of Jackass. How many birthday candles do I got in my hat right now? (laughs) I'm actually wearing the Jackass birthday hat. I felt a little after our last Instagram post. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I was looking really hard for a fun fact today because nothing ever happens on Sundays. Uh, so I actually had to go to the library. <laughs> I went to the New York Post. I pulled up old newspapers and I was just looking through headlines and I saw an interesting headlines. So I thought it said a guy's piercing need to shun Hollywood. And I'm like, what the hell is this all about? It's basically just an article about Guy Pierce not wanting to live in Hollywood. That's oh. literally the best I could find. <laughs> but the way oh. they phrased the subtitle, I was like, oh, there's a piercing? Is there something weird going on That's in Hollywood? What What's going on? Oh, no. like Guy's a piercing, guy's need, piercing to, need to... Uh, yeah, it was a terrible highlight. But I mean, it did get me to click. So, I mean, not click. Well, Chris, look all, it up. in that, in that st- st- uh, fact of the day, you've mentioned piercing, which we saw in the episode with mm-hmm. Steve-O, his butt piercing. And you said... Highlight, which sounds like Highlight, which is another stunt Steve-O did. And I think guy, that's a great and, fact. And a guy, and there's guys in jackets. <laughs> there you go. Right? It's all relevant. I told you guys, <laughs> I planned this shit ahead. Yes, and uh, if I may throw my hat into the ring, you also said newspaper, which is what Phil reads when he takes a big oh, steam hey! dump. There you go. And you, Jay, said throw your hat in the ring, and Chris is wearing a birthday hat. Oh! I mean, it never ends. <laughs> Guys, this is some of our best work yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. This has been the Jackass. Bye. I'm Jason Wellwood. <laughs> and uh, hey, we're just getting started. We're just getting started. And speaking of big, sweaty, hairy, wet, slapping ass cheeks, Phil mm. is here to welcome us to episode four of season two. And it's about time these goddamn Johnny Knoxville impersonators got what's coming to him. He thinks he's just going <laughs> to... Come on here and say, hey, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jackass. Phil, you got another thing coming. Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville, and you're watching. It's a jackass, you stop it. You're on my knee again. You're on my knee. I can't even kick you away. You're on my knee. Yeah, it's just another beat up Phil segment. Another beat Disguised up Phil segment. This an intro. I always, I, every time I see, I'm reminded of Don Vito. I'm like, how is he related to anyone who has ever been on the show Jackass unless they're like an alligator trainer or something? And then you hear Phil talk and you're like, oh my God, they cut, like when they get flustered, they do have the same manner of speaking. Phil is just such a, like, if you just really boil it down, like 
even though he gets his lumps and all this shit, like he does genuinely look like he enjoys this shit. Like even like he does later he on does. In the episode with antiquing, which we'll get to later. You just see him just yes. smirk and smile as apes cleaning shit up. Like he's having fun with the boys. And, you know, even if it's just a little interstitial, a little opening, like he always brightens up the scene. In my opinion, I totally agree. So I, we talked about Don Vito because you brought him up, Mikey. Now I got it. I got to yeah. say it. But we talked about him on the end of last episode. Yeah, he's a creep. But if you've ever seen that guy's face, if you haven't, Google him. He's got <laughs> these eyes that kind of bug out of his head. Ooh. And this this jowl, like his cheeks just kind of flow in the wind. And I kind of, I had this re- realization, Mikey, you said you're talking about ancestry and, you know, like. Well, how how he's related to Phil is what, yeah. He's yeah. related to Phil is what you said. And I immediately thought, I I know what. Don Vito is now. He's like one of those fish, you know, that live at the bottom of the ocean and when you take them up to see <laughs> above water, they can't handle the the change in gravity, so like their fucking eyes bug out of their heads and their uh, their bodies get all inflamed. You know the ones I'm talking about. Oh, they pick up everybody else's scraps. Gets, you know, feed off everybody yeah. else. That that's Don Vito in my mind. But hey, Take a hard enough punch to the to the noggin, your eyes might just bug right out of your head too. In this Ooh. next segment, which is the precursor to something we saw in Jackass the movie, check out our review of Jackass the movie right now. It's boxing department store boxing. This is like the OG version of this. This is before they took it to the butterbean level. Today we're gonna go to a sporting goods store and do a little boxing. Johnny Knoxville versus Jeff Tremaine. Let's keep it clean. Oh! They just go into the store and. They've got the trunks on and everything, but they're opening, like, gloves in the sporting goods store. You see Johnny, like, ripping it open with his teeth. <laughs> he's getting that was gloves so funny, on. yeah. And the attendant there, I think he's maybe the store manager or something, he he just looks shocked. Draw-jopping moment of the show right here. He's just staring at him like he can't believe what's about to happen. And the bell rings. You know, you've got everybody there. You've got Tremaine versus Knoxville. And the the opening shot here, boys, just cracked me right up because it's Tremaine in frame and then just out of frame after the bell rings, Johnny just comes out of nowhere and he's swinging <laughs> like a hurricane of punches. And I it's know. the funniest fucking thing. What did you guys think of this? Man, I, so first of all, I completely forgot that they did a version of department store boxing before the Butterbean era. This was a complete surprise to me. Um, I also want to give a quick shout out to who is that guy, Spike or whatever, who just shows up mm. to like ref things every so often in Jackass? Like, what is his, where does he come from? Do they wake him up once every four episodes because either <laughs> Ryan's going to get beaten up by a kickboxer or they're going to go box in a department store and he has to come with his beaded beard? He's probably and get their a drug dealer. Yeah, They're that's like, hey, probably you true. Want to stick around for a segment. You got us all jacked up on blow right now. Do you want to come? Good <laughs> <laughs> advertising for you. If you I, don't uh, know who that is, he's uh, sorry, Mikey. He, uh, just for the listener, he's yeah. the he's he's notable for he's got that same goatee and beanie every time you see him. He's wearing like, the time. same outfit. Um, he's like a short little guy holding the ring bell. Yeah, yeah, and it, he always just amazes me that he's got this mainstay on there as as the referee. But I think the 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 MVP of this episode is not the is not him is and is not Johnny and is not Jeff. It's the store manager, and and specifically <laughs> because there's the moment when he goes up to them once they start fighting and he gets them to stop fighting and he's like. <laughs> What do you mean? We're, we're training. No, come on. We can't do that in here. This is not a gym. Can't, can't I didn't have my stuff. Yeah. Can I have my stuff from you, man? You can't I didn't have my stuff. What happened? What's wrong? Boy, what's, what's the problem? Is this a gym or something? You have equipment, so we thought it would be all right. No, no, it's not all right. And then, and then he's expecting them
Why? And he, for a split second, is rethinking everything he's ever known in his life. He's like, mm-hmm. should, can they be doing this in here? <laughs> well, he until he's like, yeah, no, until, until he's just like, no, wait a second. No, obviously this is right. You guys can't punch each other in the head in my store. But they, they answered him so earnestly well, that he questioned everything for a moment. That's my favorite part is like, he's like, does this look like a gym to you? And they're like, mm-hmm. well, there is sporting, there is equipment here. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you kind of got a point there, guys. He's like, how the hell do I respond to this? Yeah. It was just like, and the, yeah. the one thing I was thinking when you first started doing this podcast is you look back at where everybody is now in life and things along there. And like, clearly um, Jeff Tremaine has become like a massive mogul in Hollywood oh, and yeah. things along yeah. those lines. And I always had this question, like. Did he turn Hollywood? Is he still doing things like that? You know, does he have that respect or was he, did he always, was he always at above them type level? And I love seeing things like this that shows he is more than willing to get into the nitty gritty of these things. It's a full on fist fight. This isn't even a prank. This is war right now. And uh, I give him credit for being involved in that type of stuff. Yeah. Definitely. it's so entertaining to to watch the Mikey. You mentioned the reactions of the people in the store. I love the interplay between the store manager, who is all business. He wants this to stop. Get these guys out of here ASAP. And the customer service guy, who is clearly just under the tutelage of this manager, who's you know the manager is so steamed he's walked away from the set, and yeah. the customer service guy he comes in to kind of take take over and get these guys out of the store. And he's talking to him. And he's like he can tell his boss is upset, and he's watching him out of the corner of his eye, but he's kind of like, come on, guys. You guys are going to have to uh, leave before the police. Who do you think? Uh, I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty clean. Pretty clean? Yeah. I don't who, know. Somebody, who people looked were better, fly, though? People were flying into the, uh, into, the, into the clothing, so I don't know. Maybe a hard hitter. I don't know. He looks like he could throw hands. Like, that guy looks like he could fuck some shit up, honestly. Hey, he was tall. He was so confident and chilled. Like, I'll play along, but, like, don't push my buttons. He also yeah. he had that vibe of like the uh, the the young English teacher when kids get in trouble from the principal <laughs> and the young English teacher comes in like, hey, I know that guy's a dick, but like, I'm cool with what you did. I just want you to know that. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. I got to do my job. You understand, right? It's a great way yeah. to diffuse situations because that guy's just so chill. You don't want to get him in trouble. So you actually like, listen. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. Uh, Chris, you seem to uh, to have a lot to say about this one. What's your rating out of 10 on it? Uh, my rating out of 10 on this one is an eight out of 10. It had a lot of good things, like I said, like previously over there, but it was just, I, I enjoyed it from beginning to end. It shed a lot of light and stuff, so 8 out of 10 is my score. Shed a lot of light on stuff. Great words, Chris. Uh, Jay, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love a good box, department store boxing fight, man. This is fucking hilarious. Uh, oh, props to Johnny, by the way, who was crowned the victor at the end of the segment. Yes. Uh, 7 out of 10 for Mr. Knoxville. Amazing. I'm right there around you guys. I'm giving this one a standing eight count out of 10. I like it. A right standing up, eight. Wow. Look at you go. <laughs> and uh, hey, leave it to you guys to, uh, you know, you're, you're just, you're always like, this is fucking inception level segues. Like, you know, most podcasts, they just go from one segment to the other with a clever little wordplay. You yeah. guys snuck in cocaine like a couple minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Just under right. the rug there. And baby, this next segment, this next segment is all about the powdery white. It's <laughs> antiquing Colombian gold, as Mr. Ooh, Brandon baby. calls it. <laughs> next, we have some antiquing for you. But what is antiquing? Well, I'll tell you. When your friends sleep at night, nestled up, scoop out of the eight ball bucket. The biggest mountain of Colombian gold you can, huh? <laughs> the amount of times I've woken up like this in my life. 
<laughs> wait, is that wait, true? Wait, 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 wait. That I've woken up like that? Yes, absolutely. Chris, Chris, do do two things for us. Describe, describe what antiquing is and tell us the truth and whether or not you've actually been woken up this way. Okay. Antiquing is when you grab white powder. They use flour. The real OGs like me, we use full and blown cocaine. <laughs> um, and when someone is sleeping, you absolutely pelt them in the face. The idea is they look all dusty and stuff like there's some kind of antique furniture. Right. Mm-hmm. To answer the other question, I didn't get antiqued, woken up by antique, but I've woken up with a bunch of powder all over my face. <laughs> So okay. it's kind of okay. a yes and a no. I don't know. It okay. depends how, you know, how harsh the critics are right now. <laughs> That's fair. Man, I, I always think, because Jay, you've talked before about how much you love the process of antiquing or these segments, right? And I, I always wonder um, what your thoughts are from like an evolutionary standpoint on antiquing, because we now know it's like in the zeitgeist. Our friends have antiqued. We've all probably been antiqued in one capacity or another. But at a certain point in time, this had never been done by anyone to anyone. Imagine being the first person in the world to wake up by being antiqued. It would be the most confusing fucking thing in the entire world. Yeah. Like people always talk about, they're like, who is the first person to drink milk? Like see a cow's udder and be like, I'm going to, I'm going to stick my mouth on that. Like that makes sense to me because it's like, well, nipples and milk, you know, we do it as humans. This would be like, who is the pioneer? That's like, I'm going to wake up with half a pound of flour in all of the orifices on my face and just deal with it. You're probably hung over. You were probably just partying. I couldn't imagine how confusing that would I be. I think they specifically included the the old video that timestamped it to 1993. Yes. Yes. To prove that they were the originators of this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and speaking of uh, evolution there, Mikey, this is evolution at its finest. What you're seeing is the process of evolution when you watch this segment, because this is like just a shitty thing to do to your friends while they're sleeping. And, you know, it, it all starts out with, eh, pl- you know, plug his nose for a couple seconds and see what happens. And then yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, funny yeah, yeah. after a couple of <laughs> yeah. times. So it's, all right. Now, just just go over there and fart on him. Just like back of his head. Just just. <laughs> Yeah. Anyone got a fart? And then that gets boring. And now it's, well, what else can we do? Well, this is it. This is the evolution at its finest. I love it, man. It's it's such a great way to, it's, it's a great way to get a reaction shot, which is a big portion. It's one of the golden kind of rules of jackass is that totally. you want to get a good reaction out of what you're doing. And this is like great for that. You get uh, some of the victims here include Raykeon, Ryan Dunn, uh, Jess Margera and his girlfriend and some random <laughs> his who's girlfriend sleeping who on doesn't the living room wake floor. Up. Well, and, yeah. yeah, she doesn't when give a shit. When you off that amount of people there, Jay. It, one of the things I was thinking, like, how many random people pass out at Ape and Phil's house? Like, this <laughs> oh, isn't their fuck. own, like, it's crash a party house, know? It's man. like, legitimately, there was, like, eight or nine different people in floors, couches, beds, and various rooms. And that's not like that's Bam's house. That's Ape and Phil's no. house. Yeah. Dude, that was our house growing up. Like, oh, yeah? they were, Bam, yeah, Bam was the fucking party house. You have all the friends over, and at the end of the night, you know, they need somewhere to crash. They stay at your house, and you'll find a place. We used to have a pool table. I had a guy who got so drunk, he slept on the pool table once. Uh-huh. We had a house party, and I mean, that was just a normal thing. You know, you got to have a, a crash pad, and once the friend group finds out that you're that guy, you pretty much can't get rid of that. That's Dude, amazing. Even if you don't want people in your house, they're still fucking coming over. <laughs> when you said the pool table thing, I'm sorry, this is so off topic, but remind me of this story. I was at a, like a house party and I was like, met this chick and I didn't know it was like her best friend's parents house. And the parents were actually home during this party. And then she like draws me down to the basement and there was a pool table there. And like, I'm having sex with her like on top of the pool table. And the dad, <laughs> the dad walks down oh, no. and he walks downstairs and he just looks and he's like, my pool table. 
Come on, yeah, man. Right? Why my pool table? I love that thing. Come on. Why the pool table? Like, he wasn't even mad. He was just so defeated that we defiled his pool table. That's amazing. He just walked upstairs. It was the most awkward thing that's ever happened to me. Dad, you, did, want, you uh, want to... Did the, did the eight ball go missing? Oh, I was, I was going for it. Uh, God damn it. Yo, uh, Jay, I got a question for you. If your house was the kind of the, the crash pad, uh, was your mom like ape responsible for cleaning up after everything? If we made a mess, we had to clean it. But there was a couple times where the mess was so bad that I was like, okay, she can't find out about this one. Like, I remember she had this armchair with, like, embroidered sides that somebody puked into the embroidery. Like, target, man. Like, nowhere else on the chair, not in the cushions, just into the (laughs) embroidery. And I had to, like, scrub it. I I didn't know back then about how to get puke out of things. So I was using, like, a bar of soap, and I think that just made it worse. (laughs) I heard that while you were cleaning it, your dad came home, and uh, I saw you cleaning it and chuckled and said, it's the best part. Yeah, and I had an eight ball in my ass, just like he did with, just like he, did, just like he did with April. That was like that, Chris. That's the moment with Phil uh, that you were talking about earlier, right? Yeah, April's cleaning up, and Phil's just like, "This is the best part." <laughs> <laughs> what a dick! Was, was, yeah, he, he says it just like that too. I'm putting the clip in. We're gonna, we're gonna one to one that. That's the best part. I just thought of one thing. One thing about this episode, and I was like, I was like, I'm surprised I never like. There's literally only one reason why I've never antiqued you, Mikey, as a kid, because I knew about this and I love to fuck with you. And it's just because I knew mom would have made me clean it up in the end. And it just wasn't worth it. The only reason I didn't ever antique you is because I didn't want to clean it up. It's why I think Ape is an enabler. She's always been an enabler. If she's cleaning up after it, of course it's going to happen. Chris, speaking of, you you had the good story with the uh, the pool table. Why don't you start us off with your uh, review of this one? Because it's like a culturally significant thing, it gets bumped up. Uh... And there was definitely a lot of a lot of the different segments. I'm going with a seven out of ten. Seven. There you go. Jay, what about you? Yeah, uh, I'm not going to go all out either, but uh, I do appreciate the history of it. I'm going to go with a six. And side note, uh, Mikey, you mentioned the first person to ever decide, hey, I'm going to suck on that cow's dangly, uh, dangly danglies. <laughs> that, that actually is attributed to Tom Green. Tom Green invented uh, drinking milk. Just oh, I, no, that, that is true. Happy birthday, by the way, Tom. It was his birthday last week. Oh, we happy you. birthday, Tom. What a mm. what a what a gentleman. He's liked our tweets before. That was cool. That made me feel good. Did he actually? Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, he did. Oh, no, really? After the Subway 100%. Monkey Hour, yeah. Yeah. God yeah. damn, I didn't even good see stuff. that. If you haven't listened to the Subway Monkey Hour, not one of our most listened to episodes, but definitely go check that out. We had a ton yeah. of fun with that oh, one. Oh, dude, I actually went back the other day and I was like, I need something to listen to. And that for, was like on my mind. I put it on for a second time. That's a good I one. Know, like, I feel pretty narcissistic saying that, but fuck all of you. Suck my dick. Like Mikey <laughs> said, uh, it's fine. I'm I'm actually going to give this one a 9.3 out of 10 to commemorate the 1993, the first time <laughs> someone was uh, antiqued, because I wow. think it's nice that mm-hmm. this being the first one, and it should account for all of the the, the decade of antiquing that came before I, it. I could agree with that. Decent. Nice score. All right, boys, moving on in here. We've got a little bit of a race, downhill race, but uh, only children's toys allowed. Dave England, Mikey LeBlanc, (laughs) and another guy, I don't know. But they've got a red wagon, a big wheel, and just some other, you know, miscellaneous child's ride-along toy. This looks like fun. It kind of reminded me of playing Road Rash on the Sega Genesis. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. (laughs) That was a good game. Oh, yeah. But hey, there's more red wagon to be seen. This is a whole segment based around the Red Wagon, and I believe this is Mikey LeBlanc, if I'm not mistaken. No, J2 He's is wearing... fucking back, baby. J2. That's J2? Yeah, oh, 100%. Right. I got really pumped My up mistake. when I saw that. 
<laughs> J2 is fucking back, baby. He's got the outfit. Like, he's wearing, like, red PJs, and he's, he's like, spot on with this fucking thing. Uh, he looks like a little four-year-old going downhill in his wagon, but he's he's doing things like steps. He's going down, you know, urban areas, big big drops, big hills, and just having a fucking grand old time with it. Uh, Chris, you even mentioned at the top of the show that 50-50 grind he does is something Unreal. else. Fucking standing on top of this red wagon makes it all the way down, top to bottom of the set. Pretty impressive. I got I got to say, like you know, we've been kind of hard on these on these stunts that are a an alternate form of sports, but done like kind of comedically or whatever. You know, like you've got the the tricycle riding uh, Dave. A lot of the Dave England ones, San Francisco snowboarding was one of them. Uh, Dave England being the human tricycle and this and that. This one fucking nailed the tone. Yeah, hundred percent. It, it, it wasn't trying mm. to be funny. It was like. How fucking cool is this? Because I think here's the problem. When they're doing San Francisco snowboarding or the human tricycle and there's purposely a comedic element to it, like the music is kind of funny or every so often they'll look at the camera. If they don't double down on that by having some of the interviews and and someone like playing the role of a an enthusiast, then I think it, it, it hurts a little bit. But in this one, they're like, look how absurd this is. We're going to make this badass and they fucking succeeded. I, I, I 100% agree. What do you guys want to do for a rating on this one? Mike, you know what? You I'm, I'm going to, yeah, I would love to start on this one. I'm going to go, uh, this one was twice as good as I expected it to be when it started. There are four wheels on a red wagon times two is eight out of 10. Okay. I'm going Beautiful. with six out of Beautiful. 10. Um, it didn't have the comedy things, but it did nail the tone. It was the first one in a while I've seen that actually did what it was trying to do. Uh, it wasn't the best thing, but I'll give it a six out of 10. Nice. Jay, what about you? Uh, I just erased my other one. Hold on. All right. Uh, we're, we're playing with the spreadsheet again for those of you yeah. who can't see. Sometimes we write each other little messages in the spreadsheet and it's horrible. I've never seen the spreadsheet in my life. <laughs> no, we know, Chris. I wouldn't really call them little messages. It's not like we're passing love notes in, in math class. It's just no. mostly like boobs and taint and stuff. But uh, And we're also talking shit about you, the listeners. Yeah, I fucking yeah, see you true. at fucking John left at, but I don't know what, I, I can't think of any people's names. I want to call someone out. Hey, Chris, right now, make up another name. At just do it. Just Charlie Thompson, 33. This is, can we do this all episode long, Chris? Make up one more. At sharklover.com. Uh, okay, so now we get dot coms in our handles. This is amazing. I can't handle any pressure, all right? It's been a problem. My <laughs> That's whole what life. I like about Performance it. Performance anxiety. You guys have lost me on this one. Uh, yeah, you know what? This was a lot of fun. Enjoy the red wagon, but I actually am going to go a little bit lower just because, like, while I liked it, I think it was kind of just certain specific parts that i like so i'm gonna go five and a half out of okay. ten and uh i can get that I, to be honest hey, i you know, think i'm overrating this one uh but but i i do like that it's getting some love yeah it, it ain't no la river roller jump but uh <laughs> you know we can aspire to be great we can aspire to be great boys coming up next here it's we're hitting the water for some extreme water sports this is renee hoffman he is the owner of the orlando sports <laughs> complex <laughs> And uh, I don't know why he's even in this, because you never see him again for the rest of the segment. So uh, he's just like, hey, if you're going to use my sports complex, you got to put me in the put me in the episode or else. It does feel like that. You can't board here. I would do that 100 percent, though. Who wouldn't? Uh, that's probably what that was. But uh, now that he's the fuck out of the way, Knoxville suited up in the wetsuit. He's going to wakeboard. He's never done this before. And uh, our friend Shane Boniface says either he'll go really far and eat or he won't go very far and smash into the jump and eat Either way, he's eating <laughs> yep. That guy looks like a really deep thinker. Like, I feel like he has a very good 
thoughts on everything. Very like to well, the point, very <laughs> philosophical. He's either going to go very fast or not. Well, no, he 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 did. I I agree with you, but for a different reason. Because he said he's either going to go really far and bail, or yeah. not go really far and bail. Like I, that was really funny to me. Where he's like, there is only really one outcome: whether he goes very far and bails, or just bails straight on the jump. And it turns yeah. out Johnny wasn't even making it to the jump for about an hour of trying. Yeah, yeah, no, but you know that's the magic of editing and MTV. <laughs> and I was actually impressed with how good he did with the first. First time he hit the jump he he's oh. you can see he's gonna get it you can see he's he's cruising towards that thing everybody's like yeah he's gonna hit it and then he does like a front flip on his first attempt i don't think that was knoxville that was not knoxville yeah, that was they not threw somebody else though. in there at that time. I must have missed the subtitle. Because I was surprised because there were other people trying it for the first time, most notably Steve-O, who of course is going to nail it because his balance, he's like a circus freak. Like, of course yeah. he's going to do well he's right off the bat. He skateboarded, he knew all that shit. Yeah, like he's fine. Knoxville is, you would have to go out of your way to be as bad at wakeboarding as, as Johnny Knoxville is. It is absurd. How does he have such an athletic body and he is so unathletic? Well, it makes no it sense It wasn't to me. for lack of trying either. Like, it's not like he was just false committing. No. Like, he got picked up in the air by the rope. Like, yeah. he was not letting go. He just could not get the coordination down. Definitely harder than it looks, right? And I, I think, like, with this segment, it's just fun to see everybody getting in on it. You mentioned Steve-O. Leopard print does come out for that, which is awesome yeah. to see. There's a lot of leopard print this episode we're going to get to. But yeah, I just love seeing uh, seeing everybody having a good time out at the beach, out at the water. I don't really have much more to say about this, so I'm going to jump in with a rating if you guys are ready to go. Go for it. Um, mm-hmm. I, again, like it was fun to see them interacting, but like honestly, it's pretty much just wakeboarding with some cool tricks, so I'm probably not going to rate too high. I'm actually going to go lower than than I thought I would. I'm just going to give it a three because like... Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't know. Like I appreciate what they're doing here. I know it's not easy, but it needs a little something more for me. I can see that as well. Chris, what about you? It had good slams. It had good effort. <laughs> That's the way to do it, buddy. Podcasting 101. <laughs> so it had good slams. <laughs> well, it did. Good jams. <laughs> the boys are hanging out. There's good slams. There's good effort. It had one of the most, my most iconic memories of Jackass's Steve-O in that Speedo, bumping yes. off the top, flying through the air. I, I, I liked it from beginning to end. There was just fun comedy throughout the thing i'm going with a 6.9 out of 10 6.9 very nice uh i'm also going to give a score for the ladies out there because according to the owner and proprietor of this place uh we have girls here who can do it that's what mr hoffman said before this started i'm going uh with a score for the ladies also a 6.9 out of 10 and he really was the star of the show at the end of the day wasn't he (laughs) he really was he really was couldn't have done it without you uh renee that oh renee Renee. yes that's the right one yeah renee renee okay yeah thanks for thanks for coming ray ray (laughs) next is a segment that mikey you could put this on the back of the box here this is a box quote for you everybody (laughs) mikey aaronworth says this shouldn't have even been in the episode because it wasn't very good it was not good like they seemed really impressed with the fact that you got deco giving a bunch of impressions of i don't know like it's it's not like you know they're making it seem as though they're just like here's a random thing do an accent but it's clearly just the accents he always does they're like jean-claude van damme i was once on a mission on a cruise i was wishing that my mom was in the kitchen eating chicken finger licking (laughs) which sounded nothing like jean-claude van damme uh a pirate (laughs) army matey there was the seven seas and I swabbed the decks on all of them and took off my powders and my tag leg. <laughs> oh, 
okay that anyone can do a pirate. Like none of this was good. It was, what was funny was his ability to just speak, speak quickly and speak clearly. That's a skill that I think a lot of people think they have, but they actually probably don't. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned that trying to do this podcast. I can't even think of people's fucking Twitter names. You're a slamming speaker. What are you talking about? Yo, slams are good, man. (laughs) Fucking slam into a Slim Jim. Oh, no, that's snap into a Slim Jim. Fuck. Uh, As Brandon clumsily knocks over the camera, we fade out to our next segment, which is the Wrecking Ball. And I saw Pontius, you know, suited up in construction worker gear, all reflective. That might be the sexiest version of Pontius I've ever seen. Construction Pontius? (laughs) (laughs) A little vest? You know, he's working hard. He's got a little bit of that man sweat on him. Woo! (laughs) Sign me up. Yeah, I was just thinking village people all the way. Like, he could have been been right in there. That's a reference. That's a fucking reference. No, you want to hear right a there. reference? I was thinking the Steelworkers Union of Pittsburgh from The Simpsons. We work hard, we play hard. That's that's oh that's what I was thinking when goodness. I saw that. Wow. <laughs> not bad, sir. Not bad. <laughs> but the point of this here, boys, is we're here. We're, we're <laughs> I totally forgot about that episode. That would not work today. <laughs> he wants Bart to be a man. He sends him to the factory and it's all the gay guys and Homer's so upset. That was the that you was that episode. You know right? what's funny? Not not to litigate it, but like that episode actually has aged very well for The Simpsons. Uh, John Waters was on it, who was like the oh, yeah, like John, captain, the, the director and shit like that. John Waters, he does all those weird films, yeah. like um, yeah, yeah, and he was kind of overseeing it, and it actually because it was it wasn't it was making fun of Homer. It wasn't making fun of men who work at steelworkers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was actually it was re- it was really well done. All right, thanks, Bill. Nye. appreciate it. <laughs> what a slamming analysis. Yes. Welcome to the Simpsons podcast. I think there's already one of those. There are a thousand of those, I bet. Better than the fucking cable guy. (laughs) The cable cast. Hey, don't you even get... (laughs) Fuck, Matt. Hey, hey, we we don't... No, we don't talk that way about such brilliant, brilliant artistry. (laughs) (laughs) Cable guy. All right, we got got some construction. We got some garbage cans to knock over, boys. So uh, they brought in a professional cup stacker to come in and stack these in a pyramid <laughs> formation. Uh, should be Olympic sports, by the way. Let's hashtag get cup stacking in the Olympics. Cup stacking Olympics. Uh, Make 20, it a winter 24. sport. Make it a winter sport. They got to do it outside in the yeah, cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In tidy whities yeah. That's how they made us do it back in elementary school. <laughs> Was it just me? Uh, yeah, I think that was your summer camp or your winter camp. Who knows what they were having you do? Yeah. yeah. I always wondered why there was no one else on the team and it was just me and the coach. I always thought that was kind of weird. But. <laughs> Did they make you wear a safety vest like Bonnius too or no, what? No, just the tiny whiteies. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sometimes if I didn't do very good, he'd say I'd have to I'd have to call myself a bad boy. Oh, uh, that's I'm good at calling myself a bad boy. I am the bad boy of podcasting after, after all. After class. So, uh, hey, <laughs> I don't know if I can I can uh, postpone this any longer. <laughs> so, we've got our everybody loves Preston Lacey. We haven't seen much of him lately, so it's good to see him back. We man is behind the controls of a wrecking ball, but the wrecking ball itself, people is I think inside of all of us we can find a little wrecking ball. And uh, Preston found his inner wrecking ball. He's in this giant rubber suit that looks hot and uncomfortable as hell. He's like a starfish. Like, he doesn't really move. He's just star- starfish pose in this fucking thing. It's almost thing. like they and they're knocking over garbage cans for the, for, the, for the human bowling later on. They just reused yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's That's a brilliant in the next suit. episode, yeah. But, like, after oh, the shit. first, you know, round of garbage cans they knock over, he, like, starts swearing, like, just 
nonstop slur after slur. Did his chin get pinched in the suit or something? Like what was going on? I there? think it had, he must've hit like mouth first. The one unprotected part on his body, I think just got smacked by the lid of a, of a, a garbage can for sure. Cause he from, and then if you watch every other time he's covering his face when he goes on, um, yeah. this, this made me realize, cause you mentioned this in your introduction of the, of the, the, the bit, um, that everyone loves Preston Lacey. Is that true? He, he like, and, and if so, what is it that we love about him? Because I've been finding that him in sketches, all he does is get really mad and not really in a mad. funny way. Like he just kind of ruins everyone's fun. Uh, and I know I shouldn't say that he has a lot of sketches that I do really like, but between this one and the bowling ball and the uh, eggnog challenge or, or the hard boiled egg challenge, actually both of them, he just like wants to flip a fucking table and get upset all the time. Well, I think that's what they actually like about having him around because most of the guys are so good at not showing reactions mm. and, and they true, keep true. it to, like after he does decide he has to punch someone in the chest to get his revenge or whatever the case <laughs> yes. may be. They probably just piss themselves laughing about how he gets so fucking worked up. And it, that's also probably a game they have in their own head, which also probably yeah. puts them in these situations to get the worst fucking stunts. That's true. I did. I really enjoyed this one. I liked the idea of it. I love the creativity of it. And I think that they did a good job having Pontius there just as a little button on it. And we man just being an absolute fucking asshole. I loved it. <laughs> he was so happy the whole time. Uh, and then ending with the porta potty, because, you know, it's one thing to get slammed into uh, a stack of, of trash cans, but to get mm -hmm. slammed into a, 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 a porta potty that looked legitimately painful. And he already was pretty bummed out about being there in the first place um was that your guys's favorite part as well because that was by far my favorite part i didn't really like much about the sketch to be honest oh no yeah oh wow uh so chris then why don't you uh why don't you go in with your review then i'm going to four out of yeah, ten tell us why four out of oh, okay. ten it just i don't know it was boring there was like the risk versus rewards didn't really seem to be there it was kind of funny for the first little while but it just like you said it, it threw me off when he got so mad I wanted after he got mad and was kind of being whiny about it, I really wanted to take some punishment. And the, the porta potty didn't really look like it hurt that much. So that's basically okay, that. Fair. Jay, what about you? This is how the poo cocktail should have been done the first time. <laughs> that's saying. true. Um, that's true. But hey, you can't win them all. Uh, it, it was okay. Like overall, it was okay. I more so I appreciate the time it took to put it together. And like that suit does not look comfortable. So A for effort, but. Uh, I'm just going to go with a four out of 10 for oh, wow. how much I enjoyed it overall. It was okay. Yeah, I did. I liked this one more than you guys because of the creativity and in spite of Preston Lacey, uh, because he's been hanging from the set the heavens. I'm giving this one a seven. It's funny how, like how opposite you are, Mikey than me and Jay. And that's two versus one. So it means you're fucking wrong a lot of the time. <laughs> and the audience probably that. doesn't fucking like you. And I hope that they don't fucking like you because you're just my little brother and fucking Whatever, I'll just pick hey, on you. Hey, everyone who came over here from the retrograde, I want my I want my mushroom heads to get at Chris. Get at him on Instagram yeah, at Jackass. Give him a fucking wedgie and a swirly fucking nerds. <laughs> yeah, we are nerds. We are nerds. You can take a bunch of us out with one swipe. Like we're not we're not much of a threat. <laughs> but good, good, good A plus for effort there. Yeah, but we're gonna run the world one day. Probably so. Yeah. Well, hey, look at Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah, it's still fucking wedgie his ass. He fucking ruined the world with stupid fucking Facebook. Anyways, true, he did true. give me a lot of pussy, though. I'll give him that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Facebook back in the day was the best, man. That university, it just like, it wasn't even any only university people would have it. You actually actively seeked out people 
by being in your program at university. You would just message right. them, and then you'd be like, get to meet all these chicks. Like, it was actually more of like a dating site than anything else. It's pretty sweet. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of pussy, I know how you like yours, Chris, and that is completely waxed, just like Ooh. Steve-O. Yes, oh, I do. boys, boys. There's been a complaint. Um, Uh-oh. That... Where I, I complain that I'm totally not making up. This is all. This is all real, not fabricated. Oh, this no, all I at hate all. real complaints. Yeah, fuck. Uh, these we, we haven't been doing enough get to know you segments here on the Jackass podcast. Oh, okay. no, the, the listeners just feel like they can't identify with us, especially with Chris's uh, rampant inappropriate comments. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't argue that. It's like I want to know. Like, I understand he's an angry man, but I want to know the man behind the anger is what people are saying. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's time we all bond over and, and share more more so. We share, what is the hairiest part on your body? Who wants oh, to go first? Ooh. I'll go first. Hairiest part on my body would be right above my upper lip. It is my mustache. Say, yeah. I take care of it every day of my life. I wax it, but not to remove it. I put wax on it so it stays in place. And then there is also, of course, uh, the rest of my body, which is equally as hairy. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with the mustache as my answer on this one, Chris. What about you? Yeah, I, I, if you would have asked me, I shit you not, dead serious. Like, th- I think three days ago, I would have said my ass crack. But I did <laughs> shave it the other day. But now it's the bloodiest and cut up most part of my body because I what actually used to shave my hair clippers. If you could tell, I have a nice haircut. And I was trying to get in the cheeks, and I actually sliced open my ass cheeks, oh. and it's not been fun. So um, I really don't have much hair anywhere. My head, I guess. <laughs> JJ, what about you? Oh, dude, it's definitely the pubes. If I let that go, <laughs> whoa, boy. It's kind of like you ever see a hedge maze like in a fantasy movie, and like you have to go through the hedge maze, but if you try to cut outside, it's just like twisty thorns and sharp oh, yeah. spiky things. Yeah. All you like... Yeah, that's that's my bush. If I don't, you know, do women get often get lost in in your uh, quote unquote hedge maze while looking for your uh, dick? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, here's the thing, man. The dick, there's no problems there. Doctor says it's perfectly normal, perfectly mm. fine. It's just there's so much goddamn hair that <laughs> it's just good it luck. hibernates. It hibernates. If I don't if yeah, if I don't get down there with the hedge trimmers from time to time, good luck. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I realize we are on camera. Do you guys want to see the cuts of my ass crack? Uh, you know what? No. Uh, let's. Nope. Okay. I don't think so. Let's move <laughs> well, straight to Why not? the bikini wax with Steve. <laughs> Look at your brother's asshole. Come Lacerations. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll save that for another day. I'll save that for the Patreon if we ever start that up. Well, I'm seeing you Saturday night, Chris. Just show me then. There you go. Sit on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you did sit on my face, you know what I'd say is, uh, you know, it's going to hurt real bad, which is what the, uh, the esthetician said to Steve-O when she was about to wax all of his body hair off, uh, which was a very funny thing for someone to say to Steve-O. I think not many people do that. Uh, or I guess they didn't realize who he was at this point in time, but it sets up what's going to be a miserable 30 minutes in his life, I think. We're here at Alchemy in Orlando, Florida, and we're going to get Mr. O waxed down real good. I'm looking to clean up my bikini line a little bit. Just to quickly tell the audience, basically what happens is he's getting completely waxed, head to toe, armpits, pubic area, bikini line, eyebrows. Like, it's every single thing looks like it's super painful. But I did have a question for you two other jackcasters. Oh, get to know you. Yeah, another get to know you. Hey, neighbor. If you had to choose all the pain from every other part of your body waxed 
or just do the eyebrows and have to deal with the shame of looking like Steve-O did after this? What would you <laughs> every, every other part, every other part of my body. Uh, really? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. that long. Yeah. But I don't know if they'll ever grow back the same way. And I have miserable eyebrows. I don't know how to explain to the listener. You spent a that lot of when time. I was in, I have to spend a lot of time on my eyebrows. I have to tweeze them once uh, a week or once every other week. Otherwise, they just get out of control. There are a lot of maintenance, and I don't know if I could ever get back oh, to, to, to where they I are right now. I have a great photo of you dressed back in the early 2000s wearing, like, baggy hip-hop clothes, a shaved head. Oh, my You're God, You're so dude. fucking lanky and the bushiest fucking eyebrows before you start oh. fixing it. If I could find that, I am posting it on the Instagram account. Do it. Do it, honestly, because oh. they'll see uh, how far I've glowed up yeah. since hey, you then. Know what? We should we should uh, take a side by side sample, uh, one of my pubes and one of your eyebrow hairs, to a lab and just see if there's some <laughs> genetic connection <laughs> something there. Something connecting there? Yeah, I don't know, man. Jay, Rapid which one would you prefer? There's got to be something going on there. Oh, dude, I'm with Mikey all the way, 100, man. Like that, I, I'm not going around with no eyebrows. Nobody's gonna want to fucking chance. look at you. You're gonna have people like glancing at you, and you look and smile at them. They're gonna look away like they weren't just looking at you all the time. Yeah. You can't deal with that shit. People yeah. are gonna be looking at their feet when they're you know coming up to you at work to tell you about the quarterly reports. It's just gonna be <laughs> shame for a couple weeks. Not yeah, running around I'm, there looking like Jonas Valanciunas or not Valanciunas. Who is who is oh. who is the uh, the the old Raptor? Uh, wasn't no not Jonas. Uh, uh, Charlie yeah, Villanueva. Charlie Villanueva. There yeah, you go. Yeah. God, it would no, be better. I would definitely do the eyebrows. That. It'd be a good laugh for a little while, and I just don't want to deal with all that excessive pain. Man, yeah, everyone, well. everyone who was involved in this one was laughing excessively. Uh, not, I mean, I get at Stevo's pain, uh, but this, this one, the tone of it, the pacing of it, everything was so funny to me. Every time, like. This is like the scene from 40 year old virgin, but for real and <laughs> yeah. knowing it's way fucking worse. Like Steve, Oh, what a goddamn trooper. Chris, you mentioned on an earlier episode that, uh, Johnny Knoxville's good at like laughing off pain and Steve, Oh, kind of shows it. He does a very good job of laughing off the pain in this mm -hmm. one, probably because like you said in the last one, when he got his butt cheeks pierced together, he was high on everything you could be high on. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Cause uh, I was wondering yeah. what the point of this was. And it kind of leads up to something that we're going to sandwich in with the rating is the height that is the stilts dive. And I think genuinely yeah. the whole point of this was to get that uh, that swimmer's, swimmer's, body. swimmer's body where they shave off all their hair for extra aerodynamics and things along those lines, which is very far to go for one fucking stilt jump, which also adds to the amazingness of this whole yeah. entire package. He committed. He committed, exactly. man. It's nuts. Like, yeah, when you see him, he's, you know, you think, okay, he did his armpit. That's the last of it. He's done. And then, yeah, he's just going full shave, everything. It's crazy. And <sighs> and uh, when they were shaving him, though, and they were doing the eyebrows, I was thinking there's a point where he's, they get the first one done, and then you just kind of see Steve-O with one eyebrow. I almost wish they would have just left it like that because same. that looked fucking hilarious. I, I had the same was. thought. I had the same thought until he got the second one done. And I'm like, oh, that's so much worse. It's Mr. Clean. It's still yeah. so much worse. Well, it's yeah. funny. Yeah. Steve-O was recently, I was listening to his podcast and he was saying, uh, I guess for this upcoming movie, Jackass 4, which I am fucking jazzed about, guys. I'm so pumped. But he was talking about... I could take it or leave it. For, <laughs> for something about that movie, he had to do the eyebrows again. He said it's one of the things oh, he no. fucking hates the most. Like uh, He's like, I, I hate every second of having the eyebrows off. He's like, it's just so embarrassing. It looks so fucking weird. <laughs> so he was like, he'd never want to ever do it again. And he ended up having to do it again, which is just fucking awesome. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, he yeah, really did exciting. not like this at all. 
Well, guys, let's uh, let's hold our reviews on this one until later because we're yeah. going to combine that in with the high dive uh, afterwards. I think, right? That makes sense. I, yeah, I think that's the way to go, Mikey. Uh, and hey, leaving this segment, I got to say one last thing: is that uh, waxing may hurt Stevo, but it's a good thing that he's Mister Painel. Or hey, wait, was it was, was it Mister Pain or Mister Painel? He said he was. <laughs> I can't. I, like, I don't remember. I forget. But I like it both. One of the two. Waxing hurts. He's, he's Mister Pain. Aaron McGahee is the meter fairy. He emerges from his hiding place only once a year, a city garbage bin dressed in a pink tutu with a wand. And he's going to go and basically fill the meters, which apparently is illegal. Uh, you're not supposed yeah, to do fuck that. Those guys that say that's illegal. Yeah. You can suck Why my is fucking that dick if you're trying to tell me that's illegal. This is just so over the top of how much they enjoy getting to fucking give people tickets. Like, fuck off, you stupid fucking bitch. Yeah, yeah. Go home and fucking cry. Off yourself. I don't well, care. Chris, <laughs> you know what? You know what the solution is? The solution is simple. They just fire fire all the uh, the meter people. And you see, I'm being politically correct, by the way. You're welcome. Uh, they fire all the meter people. And uh, the solution is that when you park somewhere at a meter, they the, there's an automatic, like a window opens out of the meter and a Semtex shoots out onto your vehicle. And if you don't get back before the timer runs out, your car just explodes. Oh, mm. I like that. Yeah, I like it. that. That's You're a great just, idea. You don't have a car. No one would ever be late. No ever one would again. ever have a car be again. Fine. That's the real. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> great. I th- from start to finish, this one just made me so happy. I remember this one so vividly as a kid, uh, and it shows so much character out of Aaron McGahey mm-hmm. that like normally you don't get because all of his stunts are bookended with him just getting the shit kicked out of him by other members of Jackass. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was just him, and he was able to like. Show Show some legit improv chops where, you know, like they're following. They're like, you can't do that. He's like, can I just do a couple and then you do a couple of yours and we can share? No. Oh, no. He purposely makes it so that he (laughs) finds the meter people and gets in front of them so that they see what he's doing. You know what vibe this gave me was the movie Elf. Like this is Elf before Elf. 100%. That's a great point. Yeah. Where they're like, you can't do that. And he's like, oh, sorry, there's a miscommunication. This is my job. And <laughs> he's like, yeah, perfect. Like, the so guy's good. so miserable. He's like, oh, I get it. You're the strong, silent type. You know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. He was just fucking miraculous in this. He was amazing. He was, he was great. Yeah, this may be the best thing off, we've seen him right. do yet, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. He really played into it. Um, and I love when he gets in, in uh, sorry, confronted by a, uh, one of the workers. Sir, are you aware that what you're doing is illegal and you can get arrested for it? Arrested? Yes. How do you mean? For putting time on meters of cars that are not yours. Oh, yeah, um, see, I'm the meter fairy and that is my job. No, I'm the meter fairy. Says the sentient AI in a humanoid shell. <laughs> <laughs> No, he was, he basically had lines that he, uh, practiced in front of the mirror and they were taken straight from his training manual. And that's the only things that he's able to say. Yeah. That's probably Um, why he let the meter fairy follow him around for the rest of the day because he was out of lines. He's like, oh shit. Yeah. I don't know how to react beyond this. He has his manual and that's it. Uh, Jay, you want to give this one a rating out of, uh, out of 10? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, props to that, uh, to that meter person for, you know, leading him back straight to the, uh, to the office, the the HQ of the, uh, parking enforcement oh dude this is the meeting place this is the enemy so yeah overall i enjoyed it it was uh, it was a lot of fun it doesn't have to be extreme all the time to be fun i'll give it a solid uh six out of ten whoa mm. oh that's lower than i expected chris what about you um this was definitely the best aaron 
getting to see the personality, getting to see the acting. Uh, this was maybe the best I've seen a person play a character in Jackass bar none. I, like everything about this, it was light. It was funny. It was good versus bad. It was it had so many good aspects of, of it. This is one of my favorite sketches I've seen. I just wish there was more of it because it was just so fucking yeah. perfect. I'm giving this a nine out of ten. That's amazing. I love it. And honestly, I'm right there with you. I'm going uh, a nine, but I'm going to add a 0.25 for the quarter that he Ooh. was putting in the, uh, wow, in the little meter. 9.25 out of 10. You are a that's why you're son on of a show right there. <laughs> I, I decided I'm not going to swear anymore. <laughs> He's a hey, slick son of a beat up. Yeah. See, there you go. That'll, that, we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, 10 fucking minutes. Uh, well, Mikey, you're already disqualified, Mr. Potty Mouth. Ooh, hey, boy. I didn't, I, I'm the bad boy of podcasting. I do oh, what I, I want. Forgot. Sorry, I forgot about that. Yeah. It says right there in your name. So I, mm -hmm. yeah, that was, that was dumb. <laughs> it's time to wake everybody up with an enticing strip tease. Party boys coming to town. No episode is complete without a little party boy. Party yeah. boy. UK edition, that is. They're at the hotel. Party boy figures good time for a little B&E. And whose room is he <laughs> going into? Chris? Johnny Knoxville's, baby. Johnny Knoxville. This was, it was so funny to see. Because, like, I didn't notice this at all when I was watching it as a kid. But, like, the other people on Jackass, the other actors, people, whatever, kind of seem a little bit intimidated by Johnny like oh he is kind of the boss like you don't want to overstep oh, and as soon as as soon as Chris gets in the shower Pontius gets in the shower as as party boy you can see he's literally his body language is leaning back like he's you know how party boys get in your face he's like really leaning back and I don't know if it's because Johnny's, jo fully uh, naked. Johnny's literally <laughs> naked or if it's because of the like I don't know if I should be overstepping right now but either way this one was a treat John, I really enjoyed when, it when he gets in there Johnny's reaction is the best part because he was just like come on I'm trying to take a shower <laughs> why I open the door it, he was so silly about it like he didn't know how to react he was like it was like you put made Johnny embarrassed for the he's like come on guy like yeah. come on man like and but he was having fun with it the at the same time too yeah yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This, I honestly think this is my favorite, even though it was so short and there wasn't much to it. This is my favorite party boy experience as of as oh, today. Really? Yeah, it just it just it was is so it? short. It just hit the spot for me. Actually, I'm thinking about that now. This probably isn't important by any any means, but Johnny's clearly says, why did I open the door? He was in the shower. He didn't open the door. He did get out of the shower he, to open it, the door. He did. He was naked. Yeah. He was butt naked to open the door. Yeah. And then he wait. So he opened the door for a guest, unknown guest. And then just proceeds to go back into the shower. Who's ever well, done that? No, uh, if someone rings the door at my house and I'm in the shower, fuck them. I'm showering. You can come back. <laughs> yeah, that, that I think is the you. right way to go about it. Yeah, yeah. We're here uh, 33 foot high up in Orlando, Florida, about to witness the last strange days of Mr. Steve-O. Hi, I'm Steve-O, and this is Olympic still diving. This is the high dive with Steve-O, the aftermath of the waxing that we discussed earlier. He's back at an Olympic pool. This is Olympic, you know, an Olympic height diving board. You know, he's full Mr. Clean here. You see him smiling, <laughs> climbing up the ladder with no eyebrows. And uh, when he gets up there, you see him putting something on. 
And as Chris mentioned earlier, it is a pair of stilts. So this is, e- uh, sorry, Olympic stilt diving. And I got to ask <laughs> a question. At, at poolside there, there was a group of girls kind of like watching them and chuckling at them. You think those are like Olympic divers or at least in training or something? Because they, they kind of had that look. I've been watching a lot of Olympics. It's the Olympics <laughs> happening right now, just for to, not to date this. but um, And they kind of had that look of like swimmers or something, you know you know what I mean? So I was kind of thinking I, like. Yeah, I think there are a few people who hang out at Olympic length swimming pools apart from people who swim yeah. so i don't think it's kind of weird if there true. were other people hanging around there they probably look like steve-o like that's he was probably so bitter about, like there was like some cute looking girls there and he's probably like i'm in england i could pull some english broads you know and like he has his eyebrows and he's just probably so pissed about the fact yeah. that that took away that opportunity like here's the thing though those girls sitting there like do you think they were impressed with that? They seemed pretty impressed after he jumped. Or is that like or is that like going to like a sumo match and wearing like swim trunks? Are you disrespecting the sport at that point? I think at first they thought disrespect and then they saw it and they're like, oh, that's kind of really fucking yeah, insane that I he think did so. that. <laughs> I think they definitely were on board. Yeah, I, I personally think that the, I can't believe that this stunt exists. I can't believe Steve-O agreed to do it. I can't believe Jeff Tremaine didn't say, no, he's going to shatter both of his legs because the stilt length and his length are just going to hit the bottom. I'm surprised they didn't. And I can't right. believe that at an Olympic training center, uh, they allowed someone to, to come in and jump off their, their well, thing. You on notice stilts. they like, blocked off the, uh, like the yes, name of it. Yeah. So they're probably like, you could do it. We just, it, this never happened here. They yeah, did not want to yeah, exactly. like, be exposed for that. Cause that is like, you're saying sketchy. Yeah, that was that was really sketchy and just what a great way to end like this is the the stunt that we're kind of uh, looping into the bikini wax uh, segment. And this is a great way to end it off. Chris, like you said, it means that there was a purpose to him getting waxed, which is he wants to get his his Olympic swimmers body on. And this all together for a a jump that like could have been underwhelming was still nerve wracking and thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah, it was super sketchy. There's so much that could go wrong. If you don't, you don't know until you do it how the stilts are going to react with your body yes. hitting the water. It could, your, yeah. Is your knee going to come up and hit you in the face? Is it going to? Sh- are the stilts going to go right to the bottom like you said, Mikey? Shatter your bones? Like it just there are so many what ifs, and I'm glad that we decide to lump the lump it all together because you know it was a little anticlimactic. I appreciate the danger factor, but once you combine it with the the body waxing, this becomes a full complete mm. sketch. And for that reason, I'm giving this an eight out of 10. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Imagine if he just jumped, you know, like I think they used to call that just like a pencil dive where you just yeah. go straight down, you know, feet first. Uh, imagine if he did that and just hit the bottom of the pool with the stilts and just dead stop. Nothing happened. <laughs> he just stood up oh. completely like no issue. Well, He's like, well, that, that was easy. So I should bad. do that more yeah. often. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, I like this one. Again, I'm with Chris. The setup getting here was great. And I think like although the payoff isn't like explosive, it's still fun to watch it happen. Um, I'm going to go with a 6.9 out of 10 on this one. Nice. Enjoy. Oh, it. wow. You know, it's so weird, Jay. Your ratings, it sounds like you like them a lot more. And then they're I, maybe you're, they're just more subdued uh, because uh, you're you're holding yourself for, for future episodes. But uh, I I really love this one, especially everyone being there. Anytime Johnny Knoxville's in the background laughing his ass off, I'm a huge fan. I'm giving this one uh, in honor of the 89 foot high diving boards. I'm giving this one an 8.9. Okay, cool. 
We've got a little bit left to go. We see the big wheel one more time. And uh, you've got Aaron McGahey doing like a, uh, well, he's standing on top of this thing as it's going full speed and he's got his arms out. He's trying to balance. But it looks like J2's got the crossbow and he's hiding behind a parked car. Pops out, hits him right in the face and we get the line. I, I throw you a fat lip from that. Like he's just so <laughs> baffled that. It was, it know, was Dave England, Dave England, not oh, Aaron McGahey. Yeah, yeah. But our final stunt of the episode has arrived. This is Bucket Carts with Brandon, Bam, Knoxville, and I didn't know. Was that done? It, it was done. done. Uh, it had to have no, been, yeah. Which, which made notes, me but... want to actually pose one question. Actually, yeah. well, just very quickly, they're going down in these in these uh, bucket carts, and they're just riding down the hill. Kind of typical CKY stuff from those times. It looks like it's in Pennsylvania. Um, Probably the same hill that Dunn went down exactly. on the skis. Exactly, but this is where I thought was funny. Like I wanted it. to hear what Mikey wanted to say about this. Dunn got paired up with Johnny Knoxville. So Dunn is mm-hmm. out of control of half sending it, no, not fully no, committing. No, no, Bam, no, Bam was 100% with Knoxville. 100% it was Dunn. The fir- at, least oh, for, really? at least for one portion of it, because I was seeing Knoxville was behind, Dunn was in the front, and I yeah. wondered what Mikey would have thought, thinking like, oh, Bam doesn't have the opportunity to half sell something, and how scared he might have been knowing that he has the absolute craziest person in the driver's seat, so, so to speak. You know what? Good on him. And he had a really good line to end this one off as well. Uh, uh, because what ends up happening, this one it, it kind of, uh, this whole stunt is kind of, uh, is great because it starts off with one thing and ends up becoming another thing, which is bam in the hospital. But before that, Ryan Dunn turns to the camera and said, he broke his tailbone. That's all right. We don't have tails anymore. What do you need the bone for? Which is fucking great. Like maybe, maybe, you know, I thought Bam would be the guy to get the most out of Ryan Dunn, but maybe it was actually Knoxville. Maybe it was his influence. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. These bucket cards though, they're interesting. Eh? Like just these red and blue, they look like wheelbarrow buckets with the handles removed and wheels put on. And yeah. they do like speaking of like, yeah, tailbone pain and breaking your tailbone for sure. That looks fucking hard. Like there's no impact. There's no shocks or anything. It's not like, you know, you're right. A mountain Just another bike or shitty something. pillow. Another shitty pillow. Dude. They got a lot of shitty pillows for and, these stuff. And the buckets themselves seem very heavy. You could tell yeah. by oh, the they way they so fall heavy. and move. Yeah. So that it's no surprise that Bam does break his tailbone at the end of the st- of the stunt, and uh, they go to the hospital. So we're we're in the hospital now, and they're doing an X-ray, right? <laughs> and so good. Uh, you can actually see Bam's dick. If you ever everybody's been curious about what does it look like, I'm sure you can see it somewhere else in the many things he's you know appeared in, but. This is like the first televised appearance of Bam's dick via x-ray. And uh, you can see that he had a full colon too, boys. He hadn't, <laughs> hadn't had a chance to uh, drop the kids off at the pool, so. No, no, we don't want to see it. Yeah, it shows a lot of flesh, yes. Where's the tailbone in this? Right here, feces underneath all this feces. That's all feces yep, right Yeah, right here. <laughs> so funny. Like, you can see my crap inside of my You can see your balls. You can see <laughs> Yeah, where where while all uh, everyone else looking at that X-ray was fawning over uh, his his cock meat, you were fawning over the full <laughs> colon behind it. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say I noticed before the nurse did, but I, you know, fair, fair, fair. I wanna, uh, I'm not gr- saying that. This was awesome, and then it goes to Bam laying in bed, who is such a fucking trooper, and he's like, oh, they can see my dick on the X-ray. Make sure to show that on MTV, right. and they actually yeah. did. I couldn't they believe did. it. That was awesome. Yeah, that's right, boys. And that that's pretty much the end of that stunt, unless there's anything specific you want to say. Honestly, I felt like for me, it just kind of like it had good moments and stuff, but nothing really stand out aside from the tailbone break, really. Um, yeah. 
you know, couple into the ditches. They bust the ramp out. They actually are so heavy that they end up breaking the ramp after like the first yeah. one or two jumps on it. Uh, pretty uneventful overall, but it, it looked like fun aside from the, you know, pain to your ass. Uh, I'll just jump in and rate it real quick. Go this, for it. Again, not my favorite thing ever, but um, appreciate the little behind the scenes look at the end there. Probably just going to give this one a four. I'm keeping her low this episode. Oh, wow. Okay. Chris, what about you? I'm going with a five out of 10. Nice. Yeah, five's interesting. I'm going to go slightly higher than that. I'm going to go with a five and a half. I don't think the premise was great. I don't think the stunts were great, but I did really like that they included the hospital bit after that. Nice. Yeah, you know, I got to say before we move on, because we are at the end of the episode here, but we did have Ryan Dunn in this segment, and we actually got a question. We got our first Q&A, just Ooh. out of the blue. We didn't even ask for it on uh, on Twitter. And that, this was from Canada. That's at Xbox Canada, spelled with a K, Canada. That's I always thought it was Canada. Is it Canada? I'm saying Canada. So. <laughs> so I thought you were trying to be clever. Maybe it's Canada. <laughs> Maybe I don't know shit. Don't listen to me. Uh, but, but they said, uh, whenever I watch Jackass, I laugh my ass off, but feel bad that Dunn is gone and his poor, idiotic decisions left such a long-lasting effect on so many people, including his best friend, who I hope can get himself back on track. How do you guys feel about that situation? Uh, we did answer the tweet, but I figured we'd take a minute to maybe just talk about it on the show because, uh, Mikey, you are guilty of giving Ryan Dunn a lot of shit on this I podcast. Do. I um, expect higher I, things from him. I think first and foremost, we need to point out before before I, I you know, you can roll with it here, but I just want to say that like none of us hate Ryan Dunn or think no, that he's a despicable no. human being or there, there's nothing. We don't have hate for Ryan Dunn at all. I think uh, it's coming from a perspective of like we're looking at this in a time capsule, right, of like what was happening at the time of this episode and we're not factoring in his uh, future. Um, But that's just like how I see it, Mikey. Maybe elaborate a bit because I think it's an interesting question. Yeah, I think it is important as well. I I don't have any specific resentments towards Ryan Dunn. Like it is, you know, I I think that in the early goings he does have – Uh, some trouble developing who his character is. And I know that he becomes one of the most important members of Jackass and one of the fan favorites by myself included. I think the reason why I'm, I'm adamant about pointing out uh, his issues in the first couple seasons is to show how much he's progressed. You know, he learned who he was, he developed and grew and became one of the greatest members. And I I think that's, uh, you know, that that's great to to him and and uh, also yeah yo if you've got some questions you can hit us up at jackasspod on Twitter and Instagram as well uh, that one came from Josh uh, he actually uh, writes and I believe was the founder of pixelserial.com I've been on his uh, podcast before as well we we uh, we went to uh, uh, review the Snyder cut he's a big Zack Snyder hey. fan and I am not and he put up with my bullshit so thank you for that I think at some point we actually may get him on the podcast for a bit to talk about uh, the movie yeah, a little fun. bit when because we're gonna do a probably four segment podcast on jackass four when it comes out yeah josh nice to uh, i'm meeting you vicariously through mikey hopefully one day we'll get to we'll get to chat person to person because uh and sorry for fucking up your name bud uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's pretty much the end of this episode boys we we've made it uh we have our credits roll the only thing i really pointed out is notable for from this credits roll was when aaron nuts himself on the trash can <laughs> trying to get back in which is pretty and funny falls into a guy in a wheelchair what yeah oh boy <laughs> How unlucky of a person are you to A, have an injury in your life that causes you to be in a wheelchair and then B, get fallen on by a meter fairy after they try to jump into a trash can? Yeah, exactly. What happened to you? Well, how, yeah, how long you, do you have? The only thing missing is if the wheelchair guy just started beating the shit out of Aaron because yeah, that was missing cool, from this episode. So. <laughs> 
It was Dave England all along. <laughs> yeah, right. Just, yeah, it just jumps up. Yeah, that's been another episode, boys. Thanks for uh, everybody for joining us here. We're halfway through season two now, and we are about, at the time of this recording, a month away from Jackass Forever, which you better believe Ooh. we'll be recording uh, an episode special for and going very in-depth and detail on that. And look forward to our next episode is we're actually going to do a trailer breakdown of jackass forever so if you've seen that be sure to join us for that boys quick plugs for whatever's going on in your lives and we'll get the fuck out of here just follow me on twitter at retrograde mikey i've got two other podcasts one retro video game podcast and another one about sports marketing so if you like those two things then holy shit where have you been all my life chris how about you yeah just uh chat with me at at jackass on instagram and yeah at jackass pod at jackass pod no wonder no one's been commenting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boys, Jay, how about you? I've returned to Twitter. So if you want to talk to me there, at J-A-Y-P-Dub. Uh, I guess I, I saw a tweet that uh, our friend Horse Eggs, you know, yes. they put out to Mikey about your retrograde podcast. Good friend of the retrograde podcast. You used to do a thing at the end of the show where it was you had a Pornhub account for the yep. retrograde. Uh, out of curiosity, I Googled it. Because I was just wondering, what happened to that? Mikey didn't answer me, so I'm going to go find out on my own. And uh, I did answer. I answered, no, It's uh, it. we just didn't end up making it as big a thing as we wanted it to be. We didn't have the curated list, but no, I, I think... No, I saw you. I saw you. I was just saying before that, I Googled it, and uh, I got... I got a search result that was a retrograde male ejaculation porn video. So you guys, you're doing pretty good, whether you've been active on the account or not. I'd say Wow, they know me well. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm, I'm impressed, frankly. We'll get that back up and going. And then maybe we'll add some jackass stuff on there as well. All right, everybody. That's it. We're getting the fuck out of here. Thank you for joining us for season two, episode four. We will see you next week. And until then, bye. I'm Jason Wellwood. Bye. I'm Chris Aaronworth. Bye. I'm Mike Aaronworth. And this has been Jackass. <laughs>